Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org friendshipwithgod.org or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And see in verse 17, God hears Leah and Leah conceives and gives Jacob the fifth son. And that's wonderful. That's a time of celebration. That's just great. That's a time for Leah that she said, oh, Leah, we're so happy for you. You've been looking forward to that. That's great for you. You have a great future. You started to have children again. Wonderful. And then Issachar is, is, is Leah's son there. So, you know, with all that in view, why? Why in the world, in verse 18, does Leah do the strangest thing and talk about her maiden that bore children to Jacob? Why does she do that? I mean, Leah is in the spotlight. Leah is the new mother. Why is Leah at this time talking about her maid that bore children in the past to Jacob? I mean, at this point, when Leah has started her childbearing again, why is Leah looking back at her maid that told children to Jacob? Could it be? Could it be that Leah is troubled? Is that possible? that she's troubled with that? Could it be that in the time of Leah's most profound happiness, that something in the past is troubling Leah, like I've given my maiden to my husband? See? Well, let's see. I want to see. Verse 17, which says, she conceived and bare Jacob the fifth son. So that was a special crisis for Leah. See, when Leah conceived and had this son, this fifth son, That was a real crisis for Leah. Why? Because now she's got a problem. Leah has got a big problem. What's the the problem? What's the crisis? The problem and the crisis is, how is Leah going to process now what she did in the past? At the end of of chapter 29, it says about her, like we said, that she left bearing. She didn't know, but it became obvious to her when she saw, as it says in this chapter, that she had stop bearing, that she had finished having children on her own. And that was the reason why she resorted to giving her maid to her husband. She didn't want to give her maid to her husband. No wife wants to give another woman to her husband. Leah loved her husband. The last thing in the world that she wanted to do was put another woman in her husband's bed. But she only did that because she thought she was finished having children. But so now in verse 17, when it says she conceived and bare Jacob the fifth son, Leah has found herself in a massive dilemma because she now sees clearly she didn't have to give her maid to her husband. She was actually ahead in the score already. Even at that point, it was four against two. 
So, I mean, she didn't have to, because she didn't know, but she was not finished having children. So Leah sees now that all she had to do after the birth of Judah was just wait, just wait, and she'll start having children again. But Leah jumps the gun and came to the conclusion, she thought her way through this, and she said, the only way I'm going to get more children to fight against my sister is if, if I give my mate to my husband. See? Now, this is a real problem for Leah. I mean, think about Leah. She's intensely jealous for her husband's undivided attention. Every night when Jacob drags himself and goes into Rachel's tent, Leah's heart is broken. Leah is tortured when she sees her husband in the arms of Rachel. Leah does not want her husband in the arms of any other woman. And Leah has been tortured by the fact that while trying to keep her husband out of the arms of that woman, who's Rachel, her sister, Leah has put another woman, her maid, into the arms of her husband. That was an impulsive decision for Leah, and it was made in the heat of the moment in order to fight against Rachel, who had just claimed victory in the fight with her to have more children. And ever since that happened, ever since Leah gave her maid to her husband, that's really tortured her. That's really bothered her. I mean, just look at how Leah describes what she did in verse 18. I have given my maiden to my husband. It's so painful. It's a painful statement for Leah. It hurts us now to read such a thing. Rachel has never called Jacob my husband. Never you'll find that in the Bible. She never calls Jacob my husband. But Leah is the first one in the Bible to call her spouse my husband. And look how many times she does it. In Genesis 29, 32, therefore will my husband will love me. In Genesis 29, 34, now this time will my husband be joined unto me. Genesis 30, verse 15, thou hast, the one we're talking about, thou hast taken my husband. And in Genesis 30, verse 18, I have given my maiden to my husband. And then verse 20, now will my husband dwell with me. Over and over and over again, she is intensely calling Jacob my husband. She's jealous. She's intensely jealous over Jacob. Whenever a woman calls a man my husband, that's a statement of strong ownership when she says my husband. When a woman says, when a wife says my husband, she's staked out her property and she's saying no woman better come within the property of my husband. When a woman says, my husband, it's like she's driven a stake in the ground that says, this man is my property, no trespassing, warning, any woman seen on my property will be shot. <laughs> so Leah, now she's got a real problem. She's holding a hot potato. Because when Leah says in verse 18, I have given my maiden to my husband, we can just feel this intense pain that Leah feels over what she did. And now Leah's struggling over what she's now going to say about having given her maid to her husband. She's in soul pain. Leah is in soul pain over having given her maid to her husband. So what should Leah say? Leah, own up to it. Say, I was wrong, I sinned, I repent in dust and ashes. And when we see Leah in this intense state of soul pain because of her sin, we see her at that at a crossroads. Either Leah 
is going to confess that she has sinned in humility, and she'll have to eat a lot of humble pie on this one, and there'll be a sister feeding it to her. In humility, ask for forgiveness for her sins. So we see in this state of Leah's soul pain, she's at a crossroads at what to do. It's also typical. It's also typical of everyone whose own sin has led them into a state of soul pain. And like Leah, he struggles which road he's going to go down. Should he go down this road of agreeing with the scriptures that say in Proverbs 8.36, he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that love me, all they that hate me love death. See, looking at Leah now, when she gave her maid to her husband and she wronged her own soul, we see every person who in their lifetime when they've sinned wronged their own soul. We see ourselves. So you're looking at Leah now who felt her own condemnation because she realized that her choice to give her maid to her husband was wrong because she's suffering consequences from it. We see every person who in their lifetime feels condemnation that the Lord Jesus Christ spoke about in John 3, 19 through 20, when he said, this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. When we look at Leah right now, when, when she gave birth again to this new baby boy, and she's flooded with the light of her conscience that's condemned her, for giving her maid to her husband, and she's now faced with a choice whether or not she's going to accept that she had sinned and get the help that God gives for sinners, confessing sinners. We see each person in his lifetime whose conscience is just flooded with the light that he sinned, and he's now faced with a choice whether or not he's going to accept that he has sinned and get the help that God has for each confessing sinner. See, when we see Leah in this state of crisis, soul crisis, we see each person who has to choose whether or not he's going to agree with God and take his place among the all of Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Whether he's going to take his place among the all of Romans 5.12, wherefore by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Whether or not he's going to take his place He's Jewish in Daniel 9.11, 9.11 as all, yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even in departing that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse is poured upon them. The oath is written in the law of Moses, the servant of the God, because we have sinned against him. See, looking at Leah, we see a person who's been reproved. And we see this frightful prediction. We're afraid for her. We see Proverbs 29.1. He that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be cut off, and that without remedy. See, when we look at Leah now, we see a person who God is coaxing, and he's coaching. Just acknowledge, Leah. Just acknowledge that you sinned so the healing can start. See, Isaiah 1.18, God, come, Leah, come. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. You gave your maid to your husband. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. That's what Paul did. He reasoned with people. This is his habit. His was his manner, it says in Acts 17.2. Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them in three Sabbath days, reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. When God is calling to Israel in Hosea chapter 14, verses 22, 
O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words. Turn to the Lord. Say unto him. See, God even gives him the words. Take away all my iniquity. Receive us graciously. So will we render the calves of our lips. Looking at Leah, we see each sinful person on earth to whom God's making this offer. Uh, at Jeremiah 33, 8. And I will cleanse them from all their iniquity whereby they have sinned against me. And I will pardon their iniquities whereby they have transgressed against me. See, God says in Isaiah 44, 22, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed you. See, God says, I have the blotter ready in my hand. Just come to me confessing your sin. And in Psalm 51, 7, David said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. God's saying, I've got the hyssop in my hand. It's ready. I'm ready. Just come to me confessing your sin. And in Micah 7, 19, it says, he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. Thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. God is saying, i got my arm bent back. I'm ready to throw all your sins into the deep sea. Come to me, confessing your sin. In Ephesians 1.17, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, the Lord Jesus Christ is saying there, I have already shed my blood. It's in my hand. I'm ready to redeem you. Just come to me, confessing your sin. So now that Leah has given birth and she sees how wrong she was to give her maid to her husband, All Leah has to do now is just humble herself, just say she was wrong. She just has to say she sinned. She just has to say she repents. She just has to seek forgiveness. There's where we are right now. And we're saying to Leah, Leah, just humble yourself. Leah, just confess your sin. Leah, just admit that you're a sinner. Just admit that you are not a righteous person. Just repent. Just seek forgiveness forgiveness. This is your chance, Leah. Don't harden your heart. Don't become proud. Don't say what you did was a righteous act. Don't say that you're a righteous person. Don't say that you have nothing to repent of or to be sorry for. Don't refuse to seek forgiveness for giving your maid to your husband. So Leah's at this decision point, and we're all sitting on the edge of our seat here, and we're saying, well, what is it going to be, Leah? What's your decision? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? And we're wondering if Leah's going to take our advice. So faced with the decision of how she's going to see herself, sinful or self-righteous, Leah makes her decision. She says, here's my decision, verse 18. Leah said, God hath given me my hire because I've given my maiden to my husband, and she called his name Issachar. Oh, no, how could she do that? Leah has made her choice. She has says, what her choice was in this verse here, verse 18. And we're stunned. We say, what? What? What did you just say, Leah? I mean, we have to sit down. You're sitting down. I have to sit down. I'm going to lean on this. Because it hits you like a bowling ball, what she said. I mean, now it's us that needs to try to process what's just happened. Because we're stunned. I mean, we just heard Leah say terrible words. I have given my maiden to my husband. And we understand that she's troubled by the fact and she should be, that she gave her maiden to her husband. And Leah should be troubled over that. And we, un- we know why. We're trying to process. Because she didn't accept that God was holding her back, even though it was temporarily, she didn't know, from having children 
and she was not going to be put down by her sister. So whatever it took to get more children as weapons against Rachel, she went around God. And the reason Leah gave her maid to her husband was that she could those weapons, and that's why she gave her maid to her husband. So in verse 18, the way she says that I've given my maiden to my husband, we see clearly this has bothered her, and it continues to bother her, and her conscience is saying to her, Leah, what have you done? Or maybe her conscience says, what have I done? I don't know whatever conscience says. But I have given my maiden to my husband. What a sinner I am. That's conscience. But Leah will never give her maid to her husband again. No, no. Leah has failed to deal with her past of giving her maid to her husband. Leah took her past and did not put the frame on it that it should have had on it, a frame that says sinful. Leah put the wrong frame around her past. God said to Israel, don't do what Leah did. God told Israel, the right frame to put around your past. He said in Hosea 5.4, they will not frame their doings to turn unto the Lord their God, for the spirit of whoredoms is in the midst of them. They have not known the Lord. Leah, you just put the wrong frame around your past. Instead of putting the right frame that reads, sinful act for which I suffered the consequences, you just put the wrong frame on there. It says, righteous act for which God rewarded me. And Leah should be humbled and feeling ashamed for giving her maid to her husband and see as a stain of sin that she suffered. But instead, she's proud. She's arrogant for giving her maid to her husband, and she sees it as a badge of courage, of honor, for which God has rewarded her. That's incredible. This is incredible. Instead of acknowledging her actions as sin and interpreting her feelings as a shame for her guilt, instead of framing them when she gave her maid to her husband as she was, sin, She refuses to see the sinful giving of her maid to her husband as sin, and she's chosen to see this giving of her maid to her husband as something that was noble and something that was good. She sees that when she gave her her maid to her husband that it was a noble act of her self-denial. That's how she's packaged this whole thing. And with the birth of Issachar, Leah has taken this opportunity to declare that God's so happy with her self-denial in giving her maid to her husband that God is rewarding her with Issachar because she denied herself by giving her maid to her husband. Oh, brother. I mean, when Leah said that God rewarded her, she was saying she was righteous when she gave her maid to her husband. Leah believes that she was right when Leah gave her maid to her husband and that God was rewarding her for that. Leah's convinced herself of that. Leah sincerely believes that. She could pass a lie detector test. This is preposterous. This is absurd. This is an offense to the character of God. And this is also a picture of the human heart. As it's described in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, Leah's own heart deceived herself into thinking that her sin of giving her maid to her husband was right. That is desperate wickedness, and she doesn't even know it. What Leah was saying in verse 18 is that when she gave her maid to her husband was that Leah's righteousness, and that God was holding that, and she was holding that righteousness up to God. And she was saying, look at my righteousness when I gave my maid to my husband. And the truth is, Isaiah 64, 6, we are all as an unclean thing. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, or the Hebrew, dirty menstrual rags. We do all fade as a leaf, 
And all our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. It was a filthy rag that she was holding up to God. And she's saying, it was really good what I did when I gave my maid to my husband. See, when God heard that, Leah, we can imagine God saying, I did what? (laughs) I said, what? Why do people say such things, he says. What Leah was doing in verse 18 is what we all gravitate towards. We gravitate towards calling ourselves righteous when we're sinful. That's the disease of self-righteousness that we're all born with. And the truth is, is that God saw Leah. He saw what she did as sinful. He wasn't fooled. And God saw in verse 18 that when Leah was saying that she was righteous. And God says in Romans 1.25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. See, that's a lie that God was rewarding Leah for giving her maid to her husband. God does not reward sin. It was wrong for Leah to say that it was right for her to give her maid to her husband. It was wrong for Leah to say in verse 18 that God rewarded her for giving her mate to her husband. God never changes. Truth never changes. When a person says that sin is righteous, they are changing the truth. It's never right for a wife to give another woman to her husband. That's like a doctrine that never changes. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's a doctrine that never changes. It's a problem when a church changes its doctrine to accept as right what it once called sin. And leaders in church have done this. The Pope has changed his position of the Catholic Church to say that something is now acceptable that once was not acceptable. I really like watching Charlie Rose. When Charlie Rose interviews a person, he asks really good questions. And when Charlie Rose interviewed the Pope, he asked two really good questions. He said to the Pope, what is doctrine and how does doctrine change? That's something to think about. It's never right for a wife to give another woman to her husband. Adultery is always wrong. It doesn't change under a situation like the situation of needing more children to fight a sister. So why did Leah say that God rewarded her for that? Because of the one universal problem with mankind, self-righteousness. First rule, I'm always right. Second rule, if there's a doubt that I'm right, go back to the first rule. So... Again, Leah memorializes her self-righteousness in the name of Issachar in verse 18, because Issachar actually has a double meaning. It can mean hire or reward. So again, the little fella, someone asked Issachar, why are you named that, hire reward? And he'd say, my name is reward because God rewarded my mom for giving her maid to my father to cause my father to commit adultery. (laughs) Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word today, and we pray that which you have taken all the time to write down for us in these history of Leah would become, Lord, lessons that we would learn as if we were Leah and as if we were there at that time. Help that to be the case in Jesus' name. Amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional verse. Now, Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. 
Or you can write Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711-330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. That's S-A-N-T-E-E, Santee, California, 92071. Or you can email Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org, Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor, founder of Israel Restoration Ministries and our Bible teacher on the Friendship with God radio program, has created the Friendship with God Study and Reference Bible. It's a King James Study and Reference Bible with over 2,200 total pages, 13 and a half point large font, and has over 600 pages of Bible helps and resources. It has Hebrew root notations in the Old Testament and over 30,000 Bible column and inline scripture references. It also includes daily bread reading notations, a tour of the Bible scripture journey, 12 custom-made full-color maps, and a full-color nine-page History of Israel timeline map. Not to mention incredible concordance and the most popular Bible scripture references section, Bible reference help section, and hundreds and hundreds of other personalized pages from Tom Cantor to grow your friendship with God. It's printed on Finland thin paper printing technology and covered in a black lambskin leather cover with gold lettering. To order your Friendship with God study and reference Bible, go to our homepage on friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. Do you have a heart for Israel and lost Jewish people in America? Then come work in Southern California as a full-time or volunteer missionary working with Tom Cantor in Israel Restoration Ministries, reaching lost Jewish people with their Jewish Messiah, Jesus Christ. Hourly wage, 401k, health insurance, company car, and phone, and other amazing benefits. Call us, 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051, israelrestoration.org.